Hello and welcome to the Wabi Sabi series podcast. This is where we have unlikely conversations on uncomfortable topics. The premise of the podcast came from a series of books I wrote around topics that made some people feel a little uncomfortable. And for the past year, I've been interviewing some amazing guests on topics that they want society to talk more about. It's been a fascinating journey. For something different this week, I'm reading you a chapter from one of my books. Today, I'm covering a topic that I'm very passionate about, and that is death, dying and grieving. Now, many people find it hard to talk about these topics, which I understand, but personally, I don't think we talk about them enough. It's something that we're all going to go through, whether it's ourselves personally or through assisting others. And you know, we really need to know how to support people going through grief. And we also need to know what to expect when we lose someone close to us as well. This is a short, sharp episode. I hope you find it helpful and please share with others that you might feel, um, you know, could get something out of it as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts and the feedback I get is really helpful. You know, people provide ideas on other guests or topics that they really want to hear about. And I read every single review and every email that comes through. So please drop me a line and um, you can contact me through socials. I'm on at YBSABI series on Instagram and Facebook, or you can email me direct at uh, hello at series.com. So please take a couple of minutes if you get a chance to uh, do a little rate and review. It certainly makes a difference and helps others to find these uh, interesting interviews, which makes it all worthwhile because trust me, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so I'm so pleased that people are enjoying them. But um, yeah, always love to hear your feedback and um, get your thoughts. Anyway, let's crack into this episode. And next week, I will be back interviewing another new amazing guest. So please enjoy. unfinished business. So I think you're getting the picture that we're all going to go at some point. But have you ever considered whether you prefer to leave this life fast or slow? I remember wondering after mum died how painful it was to see her suffer for so long, what it would have been like if it was quicker. Maybe even a couple of months instead of the 18 she endured from initial diagnosis to taking her last breath. I've always wondered which is the better way to die. Fast and furious, or long and loving? Having all the time in the world to say goodbye to a loved one sounds idyllic, but often it means there is long suffering and much pain involved. For us, we watch mum deteriorate graphically right in front of our eyes over a long period of time. Her body in the final months was literally a tiny, frail skeleton. She couldn't bathe or barely feed herself. She was in so much pain that she had a permanent morphine self-administrator injector in her arm. There were times in the final weeks she was incredibly lucid, bright and fully present. Other times she was away with the fairies with major hallucinations and paranoia, and it was scary and disconcerting for us, as her children, to see her like this. Not to mention Dad, her husband, who was still sleeping in their bed at home beside her every night. The benefits of a prolonged death include having more time to reconcile, to heal any wounds, say those things you never had previously, 
seek forgiveness and give gratitude. But within this often lies a huge sense of being a burden. If the prognosis is fatal and the person has been sick for a very long time, the pressure on those around them in a time, emotional and often financial sense is quite often not insignificant. Compare that with a sudden death, and while there's not as much of a burden on others, there are often things forever left unsaid. Many find it hard to live with this reality, and there's often a huge sense of guilt that goes along with the grief of losing the person at the same time. It's less painful for the one who dies, but far more for those left behind. As it turned out, I would get to experience that comparison in a very close, deep and personal way. To lose your mum in a long, drawn-out affair, and then ten years later, in the same month, I hate the month of May, lose your dad instantly in a sudden death scenario is hard to fathom. You could leave life right now. Let that determine what you do and say and think. Marcus Aurelius Slow and steady or fast and furious. And so, after years of contemplating which I would prefer, I can see there are definite pros and cons for both options. The contrast between the death of my mum and the death of my dad has certainly given me much food for thought over the years. Mum feared death, wanted to control what would happen to her, and had quite a few things to reconcile before she passed. Dad lived life to the full and didn't let too much get to him, unfortunately including the possible telltale signs of chest pain and shortness of breath. He'd said his goodbyes in the lead-up, unbeknownst to us until after the fact, and went out with a bang. Totally his style. No real fuss, quite precise. I'm just going to exit stage left right about now. Having lived through both of these in such an incredibly comparative way, I know how I'd rather go. Personally, my ideal scenario, if I got to choose, would be to die suddenly, with limited or no pain, doing something that made me happy, surrounded by those I love. I already live by the mantra, tell them you love them often. And if there's unfinished business with someone or unreconciled angst, then I need to work on that now and make it right or move on, not leave it to fester and be some trivial thing in the scheme of things that causes me to have regrets as I contemplate my life on my deathbed. Life at what cost? I read an article a few years back by physician Jacob M. Appel, who was the first person to write something I could relate to around our desire to live longer without always thinking about at what cost. With technological advancements in medicine, pre-screening methods and state-of-the-art equipment, we are less likely to experience the drop-dead-and-keel-over sudden-death experience like my dad did 11 years ago. Appel believes that with stress tests and statins and improved resuscitation methods, we are more likely to survive to our second heart attack and live beyond our third stroke. The question he asks, which I too feel very strongly about, is... Is this a triumph or a tragedy? With an ageing population, there are very real issues and concerns we need to contemplate around living much longer than our predecessors and how this impacts our quality of life and well-being. Not to mention the affordability of living longer when the government pension purse will be long dried up by the time I retire. Life expectancy measures how long, on average, a person is expected to live 
based on current age and gender-specific death rates. And in Australia, life expectancy is among the highest in the world. A girl born in 2015 to 2017 can expect to live to the age of 84.6 years. And a boy would be expected to live to 80.5 years. In my experience, a brush with death often helps us to appreciate our lives more. It's how we use our mortality as a driving force to be better or do more with our lives. Most of my family have not lived past 50 years old, so for my siblings and I, we should all be pretty grateful to live past that age and well beyond. But the median age is over 80, and with technological advancements in the medical sector occurring rapidly, this will continue to rise in years to come. I get a sense this might well mean people will rarely die suddenly, and as a consequence, they may not appreciate life nearly as much. Often when you've had a deep acquaintance with the dark side, it's hard not to be positive. You've reached a literal fork in the road of your life and decided to kick on instead of giving in. It gives you a renewed zest for life and appreciation of things you often took for granted for so long prior. So there you have it, a little reading from the book Death Doesn't Have to Be Morbid. Hope you found that insightful. If you'd like to read the book in full, you can find the books on my website, wabisabiseries.com. Also, they're available on Audible if you want to listen more to my voice, reading them to you, and uh, most uh, online bookstores as well. And please let me know what you think of the little short, sharp episodes if you'd like to hear more of these. And uh, yeah, drop me a line. Hello at wabisabiseries.com or on Instagram, uh, Facebook, any of the channels that you uh, prefer to hang out on. Hope to uh, hear your thoughts and feedback and uh, I'll otherwise hear from you next week. 